Welcome to Trainers Talking Truths. This is an ISSA podcast dedicated to exploring the fitness industry and uncovering the whys and hows of personal training. To do that, we'll talk directly to the industry experts and certified trainers. We'll dig into fitness programming, business tactics, nutrition, and more. You'll even hear from current training clients who offer insight from the other side. We've got the fitness industry covered, so turn up the volume and enjoy the drive. Hello, world. Welcome back for another ISSA podcast, Trainers Talking Truths. I am your co-host, Jenny Scott, product developer here at ISSA, with my co-host, my favorite human to do podcasts with, Dan the Man Duran. How are you, Dan? Well, Jenny, I'm cold. What's up? It's what are we? We're mid-February, and I'm still looking at snow outside. So uh, that's that's what's up. You know, I always call it the way I see it. But otherwise, fantastic. Ready that's what to you rock get for and living roll. in Idaho. Dan. I know. Well, yeah, you got to take the good with the bad, right? If you're a cross-country I mean, skier, you're in paradise. Yeah, I guess because I'm in Arizona. I guess how warm it is today. Oh, please! I bet it's like 90 degrees. No. Not not quite. I heard it was like that in California. It's like 70s right now. Last week and it's cold. <laughs> um, it is chilly. Yeah, it's sweatshirt weather for us here in Arizona. So sorry, not sorry, Dan. <laughs> All good. All good. Well, we have an amazing uh, uh, guest with us today. Super excited. Um, I actually, I'm super excited. I'm probably going to ask a lot of questions, you guys. Super random. I roll. I know. Jenny's going to go crazy. But Dan actually personally knows our guest today. So Dan, I'm going to let you do the intro today. I would love to do that. Thank you, Jenny. And it's a real honor to, to introduce my friend, Jason Stella. Uh, Jason is currently the director of education over at Lifetime Fitness. You might've heard of them. They build the best. Just that clubs. little gym club. They, yeah, they built, they built some little clubs here and there. Uh, and Jason's been doing this a while. He's a 28-year veteran in the health and fitness industry. He started his career as an independent trainer and worked his way up, as you know, to director of education. Uh, spent a lot of years at Lifetime, as well as the stint with 24-hour fitness and club sport. Uh, he was also the creator of two very successful group training programs, and I doubt those are the last ones he's going to be creating. Uh, they were called Alpha Training and TC24, so for Lifetime and 24-hour fitness. And he spent over 25 years now coaching people and creating certification programs for personal trainers and training manager. And here's the thing. He hosts a podcast. All right. Ooh. He's a fellow. What do you call that? Like a, a caster? A host. A, with the host. Yeah. a host. A fellow host. <laughs> Jason, welcome to ISSA. Thank you so much. I, I do want to say one thing. I, I was the director of education before I left. And now just because some people might get a little iffy on it, I'm, I'm technically the education manager and podcast host, you know, working my way back up with Lifetime. But I, I, I want to make sure if anybody from Lifetime hears it, obviously like, he's not the director. And I'm like, no, I'm not. But okay. I manager. act as if so, you know what I'm saying? I, I just, I want to make sure we correct it. You got it. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, Jason, so much. It's, uh, you know, I know we've been working on doing this for a while now. Yep. And what I would love is if you could just share with our listeners a little bit about your journey and how you got from where you started to where you are now as manager of education and the podcast program. Perfect. Yeah. You know, it, it all started, I was uh, in college. Uh, actually, let me go back. My, my family, my family was in, uh, my dad was a musician and lived the musician's lifestyle. He was on Epic Records for about six years. He was in the first band that uh, 
actually Shaka Khan came into, uh, which was Rufus. Uh, Rufus and Shaka Khan told me something good that my dad actually started that band. It used to be called Ask Rufus. And then um, he made degrees of separation you know, from Shaka Khan. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, he made the decision not to move to California uh, with the band. They're based out of Chicago, which is where I'm originally from. And he, you know, and, and I'm saying this because it has a play later in my career and uh, what choices I had, but he didn't make the decision and they finished the album that they were working on, which was the song that ended up winning a Grammy called Tell Me Something Good. So backstory of, of that'll come into play a little bit later, but at the end of the day, I saw the musician's lifestyle and it just wasn't for me. You know, like, you know, I love, they were the best parents ever. I, I got to do whatever I wanted and they were, they were fantastic people and supported me along the way. Uh, but it, it really got me into athletics and, and started playing basketball at a young age and took to it and loved it and uh, ended up playing through college. And that's kind of where I started looking at. I started working out. And my brother, ironically, who was four years older than me, I went to him when I was in fourth grade. No, I was in eighth grade. And I said, Jim, I, you know, I really want to learn how to work out. And I said, so give me something for my chest. He goes, yeah. He goes, let's do some of these. And he's like, and, yeah. And he's like, the bicep bicep girl. yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. I guess that's for my chest. I didn't know, you know, he, I thought he was four years older. He, he played basketball in high school too. And so that kind of is, is the joking manner of where it all started. And then as I got into uh, later high school, uh, our coaches, we had athletic PE and they, it was all, you know, performance-based and he would always give us this test that no one ever knew anything about. It's at concentric isometric, you know, had all the language in it and, we're, and it was just a BS test just to get us through because we were all athletes and we played. So then when I got into college, I became an athletic trainer, played small college basketball at Augustana college in, uh, in, uh, the quad cities, Illinois. And, I saw somebody compound fracture tip fib on the football field. I was first to respond. And I said, I do not, that that's not what I want to do. Um, so I kind of also got lucky my sophomore year in college, the, the, the gym I was working at in Illinois is called the Rosemont uh, Willow Creek club right by the airport in, in Illinois. They hosted the NASM certification. And that was when they were based out of Chicago. So it was Tom Purvis and Mitch Simon and Neil Spruce and all the, the guys who really originated the NASM, John Belivernich. And I got lucky. I got to, because I was a floor instructor, I was able to actually go through that for free. So my sophomore year, I got certified as a trainer. And then as I saw that my senior year, the compound, I'm like, I'm just going to get into strength and conditioning. And that's kind of how I went. And then kind of got lucky at that club, met a mentor of mine, which I think is, you know, we'll get into this later, but was vital to, to where I am today. His name is Tony Bruno. You should probably have him on. He's one of the most intelligent guys I've ever met in my entire life. He was a big Purvis guy and then jumped over to, to check. And he was actually in several of Paul Check's first correspondence courses that he had created. So then I started following Paul check and, 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 you know, he really led me to some MAT muscle activation technique is, is that then I went through that um, and, and just kind of kept going Charles Poliquin and, and really those, that guy was the guy who stood my wedding. It was the guy that got me started. And then, you know, then I saw and really made fun of lifetime because I didn't want anything to do with health clubs. You know, I lived a stone's throw from Bally's headquarters back in Chicago. And I went there before I actually went to that other health club and said, you know, I just wanted a, a place that I could go play basketball. So give me a floor, floor job or full towels, whatever. And they're like, oh no, you should be a trainer. And I'm like, what do you mean I should be a trainer? I'm like, 
17, 18 years old. Like, what do you mean? And he's like, Oh, just take this test and, and you could become a trainer. And I'm like, no, I don't. I mean, I even knew at that age, I'm like, no, that doesn't make much sense to me. Um, so I didn't want anything to do with clubs. So here I am now working at the studio that my buddy, Tony ran and we were in Barrington Hills, which is a super exclusive area in the, in the Western suburbs of, of Illinois. And this guy comes in who was also training for us in a denim shirt and khakis. And it was, I'm like, what are you wearing? And it was, <laughs> it was lifetime's first uniform. It was the trainer uniform. It was a long sleeve denim. And, and I'm like, what is, that's the most ridiculous thing. What is that place? He goes, have you ever seen that place? I'm like, no, I don't want to either. And so, you know, I'm like going through it. So I, I stayed there for a while and then we moved my, um, and I drove past this place and I'm like, oh my God, what? Okay. Now I get it. So then I went into it and after about a year and a half of working, maybe two years at that studio, it just didn't feel right. So I'm like, you know, let me give this a shot. And then I had the trainer's dream of, Hey, I'll start here. And then I'll go start my own business, you know, a year later. And honestly, I, I came in when Lifetime had 30 clubs across the nation. You know, now we're at 160 plus. And it was just the right place, right time. I almost left again uh, about a year and a half in, but then I transferred to a new club and, and really the career skyrocketed from there. That's awesome. so, uh, if, you, if you ever get a chance to meet Jason, you'll see he's got some pythons and that's because he's still trying to chain, train chest. All right. <laughs> I, it's bad too. Cause I'm training my kid in the morning. Now every morning he's getting me out of bed and, and, and his affinity to, to working his chest is pretty like mine was. So I'm like, dude, just calm down. You don't need it. Don't make my mistakes. Right. <laughs> well, anybody who's never seen a lifetime, you guys, first of all, Google it and look at the images and look up what these clubs offer. They're not gyms, right? It's not a word that you would use to describe it. These are literally health and fitness clubs. Um, they have everything. You can get your nails done. You can get your hair done. They have indoor outdoor pools and i'm not talking about just a swimming pool with like lanes it's a resort style pool a lot of them have slides and stuff the one over here by in arizona biltmore area that just got built has a rooftop pool and bar y'all right it's got <laughs> staring, everything. staring at the back of camel camelback yes too. It's just beautiful, beautiful club um yeah. and they have like you know all the fitness equipment you could ever want kids club like literally you they're literally people go there and it is an event like you go there and you could stay all day and never run out of stuff to do so these are not just you know gyms these are full service clubs and that's what they specialize in um the training is second to none i actually used to work at a lifetime um the training mm -hmm. is second to none they have dietitians on staff they have of course amazing sort of well-certified trainers um and you can do like all kinds of metabolic testing and all this science that they have there. And I know people don't like the word science anymore, but science is a thing, you guys. It is what it is. Some people misuse it. I'm saying this because I'm going to go off on this. No, I'm going to go off on it too. Somebody yeah, on yeah. Facebook was like, science is so overused. Is it though? Not when you use it correctly. It's based in evidence and research. It is what it is. You. It's a yeah. real thing. Well, it, it's funny because the single reason that I ended up going to Lifetime was I saw the mission statement. And, and it's, it's morphed very slightly, but it has morphed, but very slightly. And originally the, the first word was education. It, that was my, you know, that was my thing. It was educate, educate. And, and I luckily enough got introduced to the right people, in, you know, in the industry as it was growing um, at the right time. And, and those mentors and, you know, getting introduced to the right people. That's why I started my podcast personally was because I wanted to bring to light people that have been educating people for years and years and years to high levels of success as a trainer. 
And nobody knew these people. Like when you talk to the Insta famous people, it's just like, and I'm not bashing Insta famous, not all. Um, we can get into that, but at the end of the day, people aren't going to the right places for, for education. And that, that was really the sole purpose of the podcast and recruiting, obviously. That's, that's why you're here, Jason. Uh, and, and I love that you said that because it, it seems like the mentors, when I, I, many, we share a lot of them and uh, I know the ones you mentioned and they're just, they're not folks that are out there trying to get known. They, they do their thing. They kind of run under the radar. They run silent, deep, they're bright as heck. And uh, what a great opportunity to highlight them because that, that's not, that's not what they do. Yeah. 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 And I, I love, we're going to talk a lot about education and how people can advance their careers in this podcast. But I love one thing that you said earlier too, that you got certified through NASM. Some people are probably out there like, this is nice to say, why are you guys talking about other certification companies? And I harp on this whenever I get a chance. Guys, there's so much out there. No one company is going to offer everything that you want to learn about. Go expand your horizons. We will never tell you, just get your stuff from us. Um, everyone here on this podcast right now is certified through probably multiple organizations. I know I am. I used to work for NASM. So am I going to ever say that I wouldn't get certified through them? No, well, it, it, <laughs> I have two, two credentials from them. And two things, NASM back then is not NASM the way it is sure. now. So th 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 those are, they're not even, not a single person I think was there now that was there back then. So an OPT wasn't even a thing, but, but, but the thing too, that I think is important here, you know, in my role where I'm coaching and, in, you know, I'm, I literally test out since January 1st, test out every single new hire both in their program design, as well as their uh, live session. So it's done virtually, but they're videotaping it. And then I'm critiquing it and they have to pass this before awesome. they move forward. So, no, it's brand new. It just started in January and I'm literally only one testing people out right now. So it's a bit, <laughs> hectic. Um, but the thing that I love about, you know, I've gone through ISSA stuff. I've gone through NESM. I've gone through NESTA, you know, all it helps me understand when I'm meeting somebody in front of me, what they should know. Sure. And that that's probably, in my opinion, one of the biggest issues in the industry right now is that people are going and getting certifications. And then when they go to build their programs, they don't do any of the stuff that they learn. They get it to check the box. And I'm like, but where does that come from? Well, this is what I like to do. I don't care what you like to do, what yeah. you like to do and what is in science and what has shown to be replicatable. Those are two different things. And what's right for you isn't necessarily right for 70 year old person, you know, 35 year old person or 50 year old person. So, you know, I think it's, it's a big, big thing that is an issue that we all are trying to solve. And, and I know that I'm, I'm, I'm definitely helping try to solve. Yeah, that's huge. And you're not wrong at all. I'm still an active trainer, um, not necessarily in the gyms, but I do strength and conditioning, college strength and conditioning, and I coach a sport. So I completely understand. Would you like, what would you say is the most difficult obstacle that people are new people to the industry? I could say are that are trying to build their career. What are they facing that is preventing them from being successful? Is it the education? Is it the fact that they aren't using what they've learned? What yeah. is it? Yeah, I, I think it's two. There, there's two. I always look at it as two options. Um, there's the lack of business understanding and, and not only the lack of business understanding, but the hatred for the term sales, because sure. at the end of the day, you could have the best program design if, if you can't get people to do it. And, and that's, there's a behavioral side of that. And then there's the actual engagement to get that particular client, then you're not going to, you're not going to be very good, or you're going to have a very small 
base of people. Now, if, if you're part-time and you only want to do this on the side, that, that could work for you. But for me, I'm all in like people we want 90, lifetime is 99%, 95% maybe full-timers. So it's, this is my career and this is what I'm doing full-time. So how can, you know, that's been my mission and passion is how can I help people speed the, 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 the time at which it takes them to get ramped up and truly make this a career they can retire from? It's kind of been my little tagline and, and, and have it be a true profession. So I think part of it is, is the lack or, or the unwillingness to learn how to figure out and navigate business and sales. And then the second part is the technical part. And I think it's confusion. I think, you know, I, I always say I was, I didn't always, I wasn't always this way because when I went through certain organizations, you get a bit into the dogma, right? And you, my guru can beat up your guru. Yeah. <laughs> be that way. Right. And, and so it's, I don't think it's as bad now, but what we're facing in my opinion is people go and get their cert sometimes just because an organization like lifetime or an organization like whatever says you have to have a cert. So they go and get it to check the box and then they go back to doing whatever it is that they were doing before, whether it's for themselves or maybe things that they're seeing on Instagram and they're not truly understanding if you see an exercise or if you see a way of doing something, you're not realizing the whole science behind how to put that thing together for a client. So I think the client experience isn't good. And then they say, oh, well, everybody says it's too expensive. No, that's the easy thing that everybody's telling you because they don't want to train with you anymore because your experience stinks. Yeah. Or it's the same thing over and over again, or it's what you like, not what the client needs and wants. And then, you know, and then that's that art of science of give them what they need, but also you got to give them what they want. And yeah, that's what Dan always says. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, yeah. it's the biggest, I think that's the, the biggest problem. You know, I, I could go on and on, especially I'm kind of in it with some of the things that I'm even seeing with, you know, Hey, if you're, if you're ISSA, then let me see, I, I actually have the manual up now to say, when people say they're ISSA certified, are they following what that education is, you know, or whatever. Can I get you the new book, by the way? Yes. We've updated yeah. it. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I just think, um, I think people come in sometimes tiptoeing and trying it. I know I never want to try it. I go, this is, I love this. I can wear pajamas to work. I mean, this is, this is awesome. You know what I do. So um, I think there's a bit of the technical education and really getting a foundation of that. And then I think, bigger is going to be understanding business, you know, because burnout is a, a huge thing. Right. And so if you're huffing eight, nine sessions a day, I know in some States you can't do that many, um, but that's taxing and it's not sustainable. So with between online coaching now uh, between small group, between large group, between nutrition, between, you know, uh, therapy, guns recovery between all of these things should be in a portfolio that you have at a high price point to a low price point. And so instead of now losing a client that we always used to lose in one-on-one -on -one because we would charge them 80, 90, hundred bucks an hour. If I have an online platform that I'm coaching them on, at least now I can keep them for hundred bucks a month as opposed to hundred bucks a session. And now if I build up 50, 60, you know, hundred of those people, if you know how to use the apps and, and the technology, it, it's actually not that hard to manage that many people. And I'm making an extra thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a month, you know, doing that. So, you know, that that's where I think in session experience has to be better than it ever has been because there's so many options nowadays. Um, so that needs to change. And then secondly, 
learning and taking the time to learn all of these other things, I think is going to be vital as well. Yeah. And I mean, to be fair, like you said, education is key. You have to continue to learn. You can't just take one certification and then not implement it or just use that information. Mm -hmm. And Lifetime, I know from experience, they offer a ton of education. That's literally what I remember them being known for when I was there a good six or seven years ago. Like they had every kind of education you wanted. You just had to make it known that that's what you wanted and they'd get you in touch with the right people to get you started with it. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people, like you can't do this part-time. It's hard to do it part-time and make a decent living at it. So the people out there that are like, oh, you're going to make what a McDonald's manager makes. First of all, I don't know where you be living. Second of all, like <laughs> if you actually put effort into it, it takes a full, it's it's a full-time job to learn what you need to learn and continue to learn. I'm 12 years deep in this and I'm still learning every single day. What else can I do to make this better? What else can I do with the science? And we realize that the more we know, the more we, we realize we don't know, like, you know, oh, yeah. the ability, you know, when you start getting down the rabbit hole, I, that's why I always say program design, everybody takes it for granted. But if you really look at the, at the high level program design, I mean, it, it's like 30 ways to just manipulate reps. You know, that's not even manipulating sets, manipulating tempo, manipulating rest, manip- like, so it's just, there's, there's, and then movement selection. And, you know, it's just, are you going to be more traditional versus more functional? Like there's so much out there. Absolutely. Oh yeah, it's time for another ISSA rapid review. Tracy Tiedelbaum had this to say about our bodybuilding specialist course. This course was very knowledgeable in all phases of training, and I feel very comfortable now calling myself a professional bodybuilding specialist. Thanks, Tracy. Jason, you've been talking uh, all around this, uh, you know, what rates success, what's overrated, underrated, et cetera. We have a lot of listeners out there, many of them just starting their careers or trying to, you know, uh, bolster them, hopefully with lifetime. Yeah. If you were to, to give, you know, two, three, these are the two or three traits or characteristics that are going to ensure your success or you know, uh, allow you the opportunity to be more successful than most. What would you say those two to three traits or characteristics would be? The first thing is knowing who you are. And, and, and I put that, whether it's a strong personal mission or per, strong personal vision. Um, I actually did a, a, a survey of 400 trainers, 200 very, very successful, 200 not so successful to find out kind of what the difference was, you know, very similar to what John Berardi did in, you know, in the nutrition, you know, they call them critical behaviors or vital behaviors. And every one of the ones that I met that were super successful had a strong mission or vision that they personally created for themselves or a mantra that, that really drove them. You know, for, for me, the first time I did it was, it was through the relentless pursuit of educating myself and others, change the reputation of the health club trainer nationally and help people grow personally and professionally. I built that in 2001 when I became a manager at Lifetime. And I don't think that that, that was a, uh, not an anomaly, I'm at a loss for words right now. I'm sorry, afternoon time is not the best for me. Um, I, I need my second coffee. Um, I don't think it's a coincidence, sorry, that I became, at, before I left Lifetime, the director of education Yeah, with that vision. In that mission. And it just drove my purpose. And I think that's a huge, huge piece. The second thing is going to be 
you know, again, I'm, I'm going to look at willingness to learn and not only willingness to learn the technical end, but willingness to learn the skills that you need if you're going to have a business. And that's going to be organization. That's going to be scheduling, right? That's going to be the sales. That's understanding. I call it the rule of three and, and having three sources of income. So your one-on-one is your bread and butter, and then maybe nutrition, supplementation sales, or online coaching, or short, small group, or whatever. Um, so I think those two are vital. Um, and then the third one is obviously this intangible, which I do think it can be taught, um, is just engagement, motivation, communication. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I've seen it, the smartest people in the world that come from the, the, the certifications that require a degree, their program design is great, but they can't interact with anybody and, sure. and they don't do well. Um, so I think, you know, being able to relate to people, being able to listen, I put that all into communication, willingness to learn both technical PT and, um, in the business side, and then having a strong and spending time figuring out what your mission and vision is. That's awesome. Yeah. People underestimate mission and vision, right? They just think, oh, it's just an exercise I have to do to pass this college class or to get this sort of like, it's real. It's a thing. And you should have a personal one and you should have a a professional one. Well, and the, the most impactful book that I've read in a long, long time was when I, right before I, I went, or it was actually during 24, one of the guys was a book called uh, The Three Laws of Performance. And it, it was by the two guys, two of the guys that were the main educators for, um, oh God, uh, God, my brain, it, it, Landmark, Landmark Education, which is, you know, Lululemon, Pepsi, they all use Landmark Education to teach their people. And the first law of performance is people do what they do based on how they see a situation. So how you view a situation is what is how you're going to respond or lack thereof to it. Right. Then the second law is that the language in your mind is what dictates how you see a situation. So the the thoughts and, and feelings and how they work actually dictate how you see certain situations, your beliefs. And then the third one, which is where this all ties in, is that future-based language transforms how you see the future. So, or, or, or transforms how you, you, you know, how you see a situation. So future-based language transforms how you see a situation. Future-based language is a vision. So your vision of the future and how you see what that vision of your future is, is going to have a direct impact to how you behave and the things that you do or the things that you don't do. And that's hugely important for us, but even more, I would argue, important for when we're actually working with clients. Because when you can get them to visualize what their future is going to be, whether it's what it's going to be like when they lose the weight or, or when they gain the muscle or they do the Spartan race or whatever it is, that helps the motivation. That's what creates the motivation. That's what creates the action. So, you know, that thing is that, that book is just beautiful, beautiful, beautifully written and, and awesome and would highly recommend it to anybody. I'm an, I literally just muted myself and typed that out because my one of the college teams that I worked with is having relationship issues, we'll say. Um, and that speaks to me for them. Yeah. Like, I'm going to share that with them. That's phenomenal. Yeah, I think it's Zafron. Zaf, I think it's Zafron is one of, there's two authors, uh, but it, but yeah, it's a fantastic okay. book. I'll throw out another one since we're talking books. <clears throat> you know, uh, our, our mutual friend, Brian Grasso, yes. uh, Jason, and he wrote a book called Mindset Matters Most. And that's exactly what the daily ritual is, which I do, um, which is, you know, your self-talk, 
and then your future talk. He calls it different things, but it's it's basically changing your perspective and your beliefs about where you are and where you want to go and what are you going to do to get there. So I love that. Yep. I love that. So cool. Mindset is huge. No matter whether you're on the receiving end well, or the giving end of training, fitness, whatever it is. Well, that, that's what I, you know, I also, you know, the way that I see the industry over the last three years ish that I've been in is in 96, a trainer was a bodybuilder. That was that's what we did. Then corrective exercise became a thing. A lot of physical therapists started to teach. So then we started doing physical therapy type stuff. And then we started doing nutrition type stuff. Cause there's certain certs still that say, you can't talk about nutrition. I'm like, really? Like what, what world are you guys in that you can't talk about nutrition as a trainer? Like, that's not true. Um, then, you know, we obviously then move from nutrition to more behavior modification, mindfulness. And, you know, I do think that you take all of those things. I think online is a big one just because of the world we're in and moving towards, but those things are the vital areas, in my opinion, you know, for everyone to understand and, and specialize in and, and find that out. And I think a lot of people don't like to specialize. And I, I, that me, I was a corrective guy and, you know, and I was a golf guy and those two things paid my way and, and led me to really where I am today. Hey, so you're in the right state for golf though. Yeah, golf yeah you are. I love come golf. Here. We come need here to, to play. Although right now when the waste management opens here, you don't even want to be near a course because everybody quadruples <laughs> their prices. Oh, right by that whole it's situation. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah it was a dumpster fire. And I actually went this year and it was super <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that. That's fun. It's just you don't really want to go play unless you got a whole lot of money. I mean, there's courses that are usually 150 bucks and are charging four now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they, they take advantage for sure. Yeah. So everything that you are talking about is absolutely on point. So fun, so so true. And I hope people take this to heart. Um, but again, I'm speaking to the people like as somebody who helps moderate our Facebook page and stuff, I feel like I'm more on the front lines and I'm hearing what people are saying. And there's so many people out there who are like, oh, don't get certified. Oh, you're not going to make any money. Oh, you can't do anything. So many people think that once you get certified, like you said earlier, that's it. You're going to go out into the world. You're going to make a ton of money and have 50 million clients from day one. It doesn't work that way. And there's literally no industry in the world that works like that. Though, you're, if you're a physician, you still have to go out and get your clients and build your business. Same thing with surgeons and stuff, whatever. But what advice would you give a new personal trainer that's starting off? And I love your rule of threes, right? Find three different streams of income. Beautiful advice. What advice would you give to somebody just starting out to help them pick their niche or three and really expand their business to really grow? It's going to take time. Yeah. I, I think first and foremost is you, you got to have a bit of a passion for the thing that, that is your niche. But, but I also think what a lot of people do is they their passion might not be marketable or might not be something that people want, uh, sure. you know? And, and so I always looked at golf, golf, their people are sick in the head. They typically have a lot of money if they're playing it. And so finding specializations that, that are hot, you know, back in the day core, you put core, anything right now, put the booty on anything and, and you'll be all right. So <laughs> understanding how, you know, how you're, you're doing, I think is really important in, in kind of what your niche and what you want to be. Uh, but also looking at where's the need. Obviously, I think the biggest thing right now, senior fitness. I mean, right now, that is, to me, the biggest category of money that is sitting out there and waiting to be helped. Um, so I think finding your niche is, is a big one. And then learning a way to sell that you feel comfortable. My, my, my favorite sales book is Let's Get Real or Let's Not Play by Mayhem Kalsa. It's, it's about relationship-based sales. It's the only sales book that they actually have in the Franklin Covey, um, you know, 
portfolio. And it, I've been teaching it for years and years and years. And it's, it's absolutely wonderful. And it's not a sales technique book. It's more about understanding process and system. Like how, in order to earn the right to make a salute or to offer a solution, what do you have to understand? What do you have to know? What value do you have to build? So Ooh, yeah, I, I, like I think that. in order to earn the right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So many people go, oh, let's just try one day a week. Why do you try one day a week? Do you work out one day a week to look the way that you look? No. So why are you recommending that? Because your fear of money. Um, but if, again, the only thing you offer is a hundred dollar session, then that's a problem. But right now under offer the hundred dollar session, plus another, maybe hundred bucks for, you know, five more workouts a week, you know, or whatever the case may be through an online platform. So, yes. I, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place a bit here, but I think it, the, the biggest thing is understand who you are, understand the science. And, and when I say science, I, I, I agree with some people that say, you know, well, science is always, you know, backfilled. And there are some people I think that go overboard on where's the research behind that? Where's the research behind that? Some, I know MAT didn't have much research when it first started, but that thing worked. And I saw it with my own two hands and in, in, in what people were able to do. So I, I think it's a bit of both, but your foundation of the experience that you're providing to your clients has to be something that differentiates and has to be something of value. And if you're not learning things, both personality trait wise, as well as technical, I think you're going to have a hard time and you're just, you know, going on Instagram, looking for that exercise and then throwing it in randomly. You know, if somebody's never worked out before, they're going to see results. They're going to love you. But in time, if you stay with them for long enough, that randomness isn't going to create much. Sure. Agreed. But a sweat, but a sweat. Ooh, right. pretty sweat. Yeah. Yeah. And see, I love mechanisms. So I love research and science. Like if somebody says yeah. something, I'm going to go find there's science out there. You just got to yep. dig far enough for it. Right. It might not be one foot down. Maybe it's three feet down, yep. but I love learning the mechanisms of stuff, the why behind it. Cause in my head, it makes more sense that way. Yeah. And it's easier for me to explain to somebody why you should do this. Cause I know the mechanism of how it works, but yeah, you're absolutely correct. So Jason, you got to tell our listeners yeah. how they can find you and how they can tune into your podcast. Cause yeah. I know they're going to want to learn and hear more from you. Awesome. Yeah. And no, I appreciate it. Um, the biggest thing on the podcast is just lifetime talks training. Uh, that's on all the major, you know, platforms. It's also on YouTube. Uh, and then, you know, obviously at lifetime, if you ever, anybody wants to get hold of me, you know, by, you know, my email is just jstella at lt.life. So jstella at lt.life. If you're interested in a job opportunity, if you're interested in just finding out more information, if you're just interested in talking shop around, you know, education, uh, you know, by all means, reach out. And I'd, I'd love to have those conversations. Nice. That's awesome. I'm definitely going to check out your podcast. I would love to be on your podcast too. Yes, we'll run it back for sure. Uh, we, have to, we had Andrew on, uh, we had Andrew on a while back. Nice. Yeah, I that would be fun. fun. Yeah, it was. It was. I love the art the guy has. It's just fantastic. I know. I know. He he's like he lets us make that art too. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of it. Awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your experience, Jason. Love what you have to say. Um, guys, go back, re-listen to this. There's a lot of great information in there, especially those of you guys who are skeptical, considering the career. Um, there's a lot that goes into it. It's just like anything out there. Anything you want to do, you got to work to be good at it. But when you do get good at it and you find that passion, you're going to end up sounding like me, somebody who's completely obsessed. And people ask me, what do you do in your free time? I go to basketball games. I go to soccer games. I go play golf. Like I do all the athletics. Yeah. <laughs> 
because it we is. eat, sleep, and drink it, right? You you definitely drink the Kool Aid when you're in it. This it's and it's hard too because in, in when you're at all of those events, you're like, oh, I could help, I could help so much. I can, I, I, right? I can, you know, my I won't say what school, but my kids go to a certain high school, and I'm just like, I, I know I can help. I can help better than what I'm seeing right now. You're absolutely right. I'm that person that goes to soccer games and watches like the stuff that's happening on the timeouts when the trainer comes yeah. out and is like running the guys yeah. that are not on the field. I'm like, Ooh, what are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh, why are they doing that? No, just, I know, right? Yeah. Awesome. Th- thank you guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. Hopefully yeah, I'll definitely have you on and, and hopefully we can run it back again some other day. For sure. Dan, any last words for our listeners today? I am going to echo what they've heard today and uh, repeat what they've heard from me in the past. And that is keep learning, yep. keep learning. Don't ever stop. Absolutely. Absolutely. You heard it here. You heard it here first guys. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for tuning in for yet another fabulous episode of ISSA's podcast. We are so glad you guys could listen and thank you for joining. Uh, We leave you with my famous words, make good choices. (laughs) We'll be back (laughs) and see you later. Or learn fast. Yes. (laughs) 